Hi, I'm Heather Bruschetti at the Business Council of New York State. I'm the president and CEO, and now I am the host of this podcast called Connect, the Business Council podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Connect podcast. Today's guest is Ken Pakowski, who is the vice president of the Business Council of New York State. Ken has been with the Business Council uh, over 30 years, so since he was a small child, um, and has always had an eye on business and tax-related issues um, in New York State, um, and has uh, a lot of expertise in a wide variety of topics. Um, But today, we're going to talk about unemployment insurance, and in particular, um, the state's $9 billion in unemployment insurance fund debt, uh, which will be a huge tax on employers unless the state steps in to provide some relief or the federal government for that matter. So today we'll be talking with Ken about how the Business Council believes New York or the federal government could potentially ease the burden. Ken, welcome. So let's- let's This is is one of those issues that we forced ourselves to become experts in because frankly, most businesses don't think much about the unemployment insurance system. About once every 10 years, when we go through an economic downturn, there's a a little bit of concern, but um, this this year was so different. Uh, yeah. It's forcing us to consider things we've never considered before. Uh, required us to t- you know spend a, a lot of time taking much deeper dive into how the program works. So let's let's start with a, a few basics because I think um, a lot of people don't um, know fully how the unemployment insurance system works in New York. Um, can you just give a give us a little uh, you know UI? which I is shorthand for unemployment insurance. Um, UI 101 for, for people who don't know the issue, like starting off with what is it, who gets it and who pays for it? Oh, you bet. Um, and it's actually a pretty complicated uh, program, but we'll, we'll hit the, the basics right now. Um, unemployment insurance and its, and its fundamentals is, um, is a, a, a mandatory benefit for employees uh, it's paid to employees who um, lose their lose their job through no faults of their own. Um, this mostly means layoffs and plans closings, but can also include things like persons who are indirectly affected by strikes or lockdowns. I mean, interestingly, New York State is one of just a couple of states that also provides UI benefits to persons on strike, which, you know, in our view, hardly seems to be involuntary loss of pay, but. Uh, there it is. And employees, uh, you have to qualify. You have to be employed in New York, for example. Uh, if You have to have an employer. If you're an independent contractor, you don't qualify. You have to earn enough in the previous year uh, to qualify. It's typically, for example, $2,600 at minimum in a single quarter. Um, and as I said, you have to lose employment to no fault of your own. You have to remain attached to the workforce. That means you have to remain willing, a, a willing and able to work. Uh, and you have to be actively seeking work. Uh, the benefit is typically one half of your prior wages up to a cap. And in New York State, that cap's just over $500. It's calculated as a percentage of the state average weekly wage. And these regular benefits, which are paid 100% through state uh, state uh, taxes, are typically uh, for 26 weeks, uh, 26 weeks in, in uh, in duration. And that program is 100% paid for by taxes on employer payrolls. So I want to stop you there for one second, because I actually, I was talking to um, some folks from the Canadian 
consulate last week, and uh, in particular, um, the province of Quebec, and they were very surprised to hear that our unemployment insurance is 100% employer paid. Um, I guess in, in many other places, it's a, it's a split between the employer and the employee, uh, sort of as an aside. I don't know if that's something that you're familiar with. Um, I don't know what other nations do. Certainly in the U.S., this is a, a unique program that's sort of mandatory at the federal level, and states are, are given you know, largely uh, directives on how they run the program. So there's a lot of commonality among the states. Uh, uh, while there's slight differences in, in, the, in the tax tables that different states use, uh, and all, all states share some pretty major commonalities. Uh, they're funded by employer payroll taxes. Um, their experience rating means that an employer uh, that causes layoffs and causes uh, unemployment benefits to pay to be paid to their ex-employees pay a higher uh, unemployment insurance tax rate. And steady state employers, employers who don't have layoffs, who don't uh, cause costs to the systems, have relatively lower unemployment tax rates. But those structures are, are largely required uh, by the states under federal law. Okay, so let's like fast forward to 2000, uh, 2020, uh, not 2000, 2020, um, we had shutdowns. Um, obviously, that means that people were laid off through no fault of their own, and in many instances, a directive of the state. Um, so let's talk a little bit of, about what happened. Um, you know, it, it, is there a sort of a, a before and after average that we can look at? What, how many people are usually on unemployment? Do we know how many people claimed unemployment after um, March of 2020? Sure. And Heather, you remember the Business Council was intimately involved in dealing with the then Cuomo administration on the, init in the initial days of the of the of the pandemic and you recall that in a matter of three days uh new york state's requirements for reduction in force the limitations on who can come from work went from 50 percent to 75 percent to 100 percent so at a time when when most employers were not yet designated as essential you had to shut down and if you were not able uh to do your work uh remotely or didn't know how to that meant you were you were being laid off so i'll give you some numbers um, in in 2014, as, as we were still recovering from the 2009 recession, we saw just under 500,000 first-time unemployment insurance claims in New York State. And by 2019, after you know, five more years of a strong economy, that number was down to 374. In 2020, we saw 2.3 million first-time claims uh, in New York State, six times the prior year. Uh, that represents persons who were, in, who were laid off at least for a portion of, of 2020. We haven't seen uh, 2021 data yet, but we know those numbers have gone down. And moreover, in a typical year, we saw you know, about 150,000 claimants in New York State run through their full 26 weeks of benefits. Um, in, 20, in, in, 2020, in, I'm sorry, in 2020, that was nearly a million. So five times more people ran through their full benefits. Uh, and that happened because be, due to those reduction in force mandates uh, from March to in, in March of 2020, we saw 1.7 million New Yorkers lose their jobs with our unemployment insurance or our unemployment rate going from 3.7 to over 15% in just one month. Unprecedented changes in employment in New York. So, I mean, we know it actually, the system, the UI system crashed at, at multiple 
instances. Um, the technology wasn't enough to handle the volume of claims. Um, so it probably, so let's talk about the solvency of, of, of sure. the trust fund. So it's a pot of money, right? It's a pot of money that's collected from employers via payroll taxes. How much is usually in it? Um, I, I don't know if there's a sort of amount you wanna have in it in ordinary times um, so that you can handle just kind of the routine unemployment insurance claims. Um, can you talk numbers a little bit? Sure, and, and UI is an interesting interesting program. It has a, a tax table and the tax rates actually go up and down based on the strength of the fund. So if we if unemployment goes up a little bit and the fund balance goes down, the following year, the tax tables are adjusted. If the fund balance goes up, uh, we have fewer claims, the tax tables actually go down. So it's an interesting, in, in, in normal times, <laughs> it tends to maintain a, an equilibrium. So if you don't but, change but, anything, but we went in, but, well, if, if I don't change, if I'm an employer and I don't change anything, I don't change um, my, the frequency with which I fire people, for example, um, then my rates can still change depending on the overall health of the trust fund at the state level, right? That's so there's right. fluctuations anyways. And then again, my rates could change if I also if I fire people at a higher rate than I used to, I might pay a different rate than I used to um, because of my own activities, right? Yep, and there are literally 54 rows and I think eight columns. So there's a lot of unique tax rates that could be applied to you and your individual company tax rate is based on uh, your the fund, overall fund balance and your own experience rating. But you asked a good, you know, interesting question. Um, 20, we started in January 2020 with a fund balance, New York State's Unemployment Insurance uh, Program fund of about $2 billion. And the federal government considered that to be a little bit low. Uh, they have this, this solvency test, but quite frankly, uh, New York employers and for the most part, New York uh, policymakers uh, have agreed that we'd rather keep you know, that excess money in employers' pockets than in the state fund. And as I said, since the 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 tax rates are self-adjusting. That's in a typical year. That's that's not an issue. Um, but we, if you look back over the last decade, set aside the the recession years, the state typically raises and spends in the two point five billion dollar range. We spend about that much on benefits, and we collect that uh, around that much in um, in UI taxes. Okay, typical so years. two and a half billion a year is normal. So what did we do in twenty twenty? Um, the numbers were actually staggering. Um, and uh, this is, UI benefits are actually, uh, you know, New York State adopts its budget every April. And the payment of unemployment benefits is actually subject to appropriations. So there's a line item in the New York State Department of Labor budget every year. And when then Governor uh, Cuomo proposed his executive budget in January of 2020, thinking a typical year, uh, that line item in the budget was $2.8 billion. Uh, when the budget was adopted in April, that had risen to $43 billion, uh, 43. reflecting 43 billion, reflecting both the uh, expected increase in state benefits, but also recall at the time we saw uh, a significant additional federally funded benefits. You recall the $600 a week bonus uh, payment. Right. That was, you know, came out of federal law that was fully federally funded. Uh, there was also a federal program that paid 
UI type benefits to persons like independent contractors who would never qualify uh, under state programs. So all that money, all those extraordinary federally funded benefits flow through the state budget as well. So the number in April was $43 billion, and even that wasn't enough. We eventually adjusted that number to $60 billion. So we went from you know, $2.5 billion expected in UI benefits to over $60 billion in, in uh, 2020. So that, that's like half of the entire state budget. Um, half of the state-funded portion of the budget, to, to compare it, you're absolutely right. That's, that's crazy. So well, well, while all that was happening, uh, our state fund, one that uh, the New York State employers pay into, we had a $2 billion fund balance. We collected about maybe $2 billion in taxes, a little bit less than that because people are getting laid off. Uh, but in, in regular benefits, we spent about 12 to $13 billion of that $60 billion. Um, and that's how we ended up with this $9 billion deficit. The cost, the, the, the number of people uh, unemployed, and the, the average duration of benefits was just overwhelmed our ability to, to fund them. And we ended up having to borrow $9 billion plus from the federal government. So explain how that works. When we borrow, when, when the trust fund runs out of money, um, we borrow money from the federal government to ensure that people still get their unemployment insurance payments. Um, but how does that get repaid? Yep. And again, that's a, a unique feature of this joint federal and state program. And it, 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 at times of significant downturn, or even if you have a little you know, mistiming in your state tax collections and your payments, you can get automatic federal benefits. Um, you know, in the, in the 20, 2009 recession, in the aftermath, uh, New York State ended up borrowing a little over $3 billion. And we actually passed legislation in, in, uh, in 2013 that increased our state UI taxes in a couple ways. We increased the taxable wage base and we increased, increased the tax rates uh, as a means to, to uh, generate additional monies to pay off that $3 billion debts. And even so, it took us to about 2015. Okay. Um, so, so we went into debt during the Great Recession, um, borrowing um, from the federal government. How much? $2 billion, did you say? Um, it was about 3 to $3.5 billion at, at its peak. Okay, and how long did it take us to pay it back? We were fully paid in 2015. We know that because when you have out, when states have outstanding federal loans, if the state doesn't repay it in two years, your federal unemployment insurance taxes go up. Okay. And the last increase in our, what's called FUDA taxes were in 2015. Okay, so now we're at approximately triple that number. Um, it, explain what's going to happen or sure. what, what can happen and, and what potential solutions there are. Sure. It's $9.3 billion as of this morning. Cause I checked, cause I knew you were going to ask um, left to its own left to leave the law alone. Um, that would be repaid in part through increased state unemployment insurance taxes. Uh, New York state law already allows and directs the state to impose a surcharge to pay interest payments on those federal loans, and our federal taxes will go up as well. And we did uh, some rough guesstimates of how long it would take left alone to repay that debt. And in New York State employers would be subject to, you know, these high levels of UI taxes to the end of this decade and probably beyond. End of the decade, uh, under best case scenarios, the federal interest rates don't go up, uh, the economy stays strong, unemployment uh, continues to decreasing people come back to work. 
uh, we think it's going to be longer. Um, over the, the pandemic, most states borrowed at least a little bit. Um, right now, there's about 20 states with, with at least some outstanding loans. California is a champion with about 19 billion. Uh, we're second with 9.3. I think Illinois is about 3.4. Uh, but what a lot of states have done, uh, 31 states, uh, then Texas became the 32nd, was to use some of this uh, extraordinary federal assistance under the CARES Act, under the America Rescue Plan Act, um, some of that non-categoric aid that went into states, billions of dollars. And they've used some of that money to pay off uh, their federal unemployment insurance borrowing. Uh, so far, more than $20 billion have been spent by those states uh, to do so. So you see uh, a number of states uh, whose current uh, federal advances are now zero. Uh, some states like Texas did more than that and used some of that federal dollars to, to bolster their, their state unemployment insurance accounts. The two major states or three major states that have done nothing yet are California, New York, and Illinois. Uh, Massachusetts is, I believe, the only state that took an alternative route, and they passed legislation authorizing long-term borrowing. In fact, the, 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 the re refinancing of their debt, which is about $3 billion, uh, give or take. So, and who would repay that? Is that going to be re repaid by the state or by employers? In, under the Massachusetts law, as I understand it, there's no public dollars. It would simply be a longer term repayment of, uh, of the debt through unemployment insurance taxes imposed on employers. So in New York state, we've, had the, we've been having this conversation with the administration and legislature literally since, since last March. Uh, we, knew where, we knew where this was heading. Uh, we knew this was gonna be a giant number. Uh, we knew we were gonna have elevated tax levels uh, at a time when a lot of employers, especially a lot of the small employers, and employers were hit, hit the hardest by the COVID uh, recession and hospitality and food service and, and things like that. We're going to have a real hard time paying this debt on top of all their other expenses at a time of, of lowered revenues. So we've made a number of proposals, but we do think because experience rating says if you cause layoffs, you pay more into the system. These layoffs weren't caused by business decisions. They're mandated by state government. We think that's a powerful argument that says there should be some public money in this solution. Uh, we've advocated for that. We've advocated for upwards of $2 billion uh, to be uh, appropriated in this budget, the one due in April, uh, to go to the UI, UI system and do a couple things. It would alleviate uh, increases in unemployment insurance taxes would let us take our unemployment insurance taxes back to pre-pandemic levels. It would pay the federal interest on our borrowing. It would offset the cost to employers of federal tax increases. It would make a significant you know, first year uh, down payment on that $9 billion. So we have no expectation that the state's gonna, you know, would or even would be able to pay off the $9 billion. We think there needs to be some significant public, uh, public funding going into this program. Could the federal government forgive the debt? That seems unlikely. And what we've seen, what we've heard from some of our friends in Washington, uh, that, that Congress is saying, well, we gave the states you know, tens of billions of dollars. And 30 states have you know, made this choice with their federal dollars to put it into their federal, into their unemployment insurance program. So the fact that you know, a couple of major states haven't doesn't argue for us giving you more. Uh, you, we gave you uh, money that you could use, as you saw, 
saw fit in most states have saw fit to put money, at least some of that, those funds, uh, into their UI systems. So just um, give me give me a, a more tangible sense of what the increase would potentially look like with no assistance. Let's say I'm a restaurant and I closed down during the pandemic for, I don't know, eight months. Um, and I'm trying to reopen. I'm having a hard time finding people as we keep hearing. Um, and now my unemployment insurance taxes that I pay, they're per employee, right? Per employee and the maximum rate, if you're the worst, the worst uh, experience rating uh, at a time when our fund balance is zero like it is now, this is uh, your regular UI tax is about $1,100 per employee. Uh, plus there would be a surcharge uh, for interest payments. Plus you would have a federal unemployment insurance tax, insurance, uh, tax uh, on top of that. Um, the, 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 the tax relief we had talked about would shave somewhere between $200 and $250 or more, maybe up to $300 on a per employee, uh, total per employee UI taxes. So if you've got, you know, 50 employees, that's that that adds up to some significant dollars. Yeah. And obviously, larger employers would pay more. But they so let's take that $1,100 number that you just threw out. That doesn't include the federal piece, right? Um, or but take that number. What would it have been before the trust fund balance was at zero? Um, it would have been uh, about for at the top end it would have been about $250 uh, less per employee. Right. So, so you're no, matter what, no matter what you do, you're already paying a lot more than you did before the pandemic. Um, That's right. UI bills have gone out. They'll reflect the top, the highest uh, UI tax table rung in our, our tax system. Uh, we haven't yet, New York State has not yet billed for federal interest payments. There is a bill proposed in Congress to at least uh, waive the interest payments, which we think is going to be about an additional 150 to 200 million dollars uh, um, this year. So that'll be added uh, to the bill later in the year. And the other sort of wild card here: we're all worried about inflation. We're seeing the Fed talk about ri rising interest rates. Um, a one percent increase in interest rates, uh, we were told uh, by the Labor Department, would add half a billion dollars. To the overall debt payment of our current debt. So a significant increase in, in, in interest payments is going to make this even worse. So we're, we're looking at, you know, the, the, the top of the tax tables, we're looking at increased um, federal taxes for New York State employers, we're looking at interest payments, we're looking at higher debt service because of rising interest rates. Again, we're going to be stuck at this level, at these levels of, of historically high unemployment insurance tax payments, uh, through 2030 and probably beyond, and absent, that's, and absent that's a significant state uh, state uh, influx of funds. Right, and that's assuming that there's no recession forthcoming. No recession, right? No rebound of COVID. Uh, right. Yeah, that's that's best case. So your ultimate message is: state government do something. Yeah, and the pattern is there. This is not, you know, by no means unique. Now, as I said. Two thirds of the state have, have, have seen the same problem and have come up with the same solution. We think this makes sense at a time when New York State, quite frankly, is, is in a very strong financial uh, situation. Um, you know, one of the few states to do significant tax increases last year, albeit temporary, uh, significant federal fundings, and a 
a recovery that's been stronger than we expected. It's put New York State in a very strong position. This is a this is a public issue. Uh, it was a cost borne by employers, driven by public policy decisions. That we think makes sense that there there should be a public financing component to dealing with this unprecedented uh, deficit in our state UI system. And if we don't do anything, this is going to be a huge drag on our economy. It's going to be a, a big drag and it's going to be a long-standing drag. Okay. Thank you, Ken. Anything else you want to add? Uh, as we, you know, we're, we're, we continue to advocate for this. We're launching an e-advocacy campaign that we're going to be asking our members and other business interests in the state to you know, reach out to their legislators. We've talked, as I said, to the governor's office, to legislative leaders. They understand it. Uh, they understand the options. They understand our proposal. And now we just need to make sure they have the political will to make it happen. And as always, uh, that political will can be bolstered by them hearing from their constituents, including their business constituents. All right. Great. Thank you, Ken Pakowski. Happy to do it. Thanks.